A reading from Luke 18, from verse 9. He, that is Jesus, also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. This parable that Jesus speaks is, is pretty straightforward in its way. You can quite quickly get your head around what is happening. We have two people going to the temple, the temple being the, the holiest place in Israel, the temple being the dwelling place of the Lord, the temple being the centre of the Jewish religion. And these two people come from opposite ends of the Jewish social hierarchy. Pharisees were those who scrupulously tried to keep the Old Testament law. And they were quite well regarded in their time. We, we needn't think of them as sort of bogeymen. That's not how they were viewed. People respected them. They were trying hard to keep every aspect of God's law. They were trying to do this so that God would once more bless Israel, that they may once more rule themselves, that they may be released from the Roman overlords. Now, the problem is, as we know, that the Pharisees went too far in all of that. They didn't simply try and keep God's laws, but they made up their own known as the tradition of the elders. And they did this so that you wouldn't accidentally break God's law. What sort of thing do I mean? Well, the Sabbath is a day of rest. It's for our benefit. It's so that we may rest and so that we may have the energy, that we may have all that we need to work on the other days of the week. But the Pharisees took that and thought, well, what happens if somebody works accidentally? We can't have that sort of thing happening. So they defined all sorts of extra laws. You mustn't build a fire on the Sabbath. You mustn't walk for more than a mile. And as we saw in Mark's gospel, they also said you couldn't do good things on the Sabbath. Jesus, you'll remember, was in trouble for healing somebody on the Sabbath. In their zeal and their desire to keep the law entirely, they made it mechanical. They took the grace from it. It became just legalism. So we've got the Pharisee, and then we have the tax collector. Now, those taxes that he's collecting, they're not going to the Jewish authorities. No, those taxes are going to the Romans. So he was doubly unpopular. He was unpopular because he was a tax collector. He was unpopular because the money he gave was going to those who were occupying Israel. So they're on opposite ends. People would look up to the Pharisees, they'd look down upon the tax collectors. And as those who were hearing Jesus' parable, when they were imagining these two praying, they knew 
in their minds, the one who they thought would be accepted. But they got it wrong. It was not the Pharisee. Now, if you spend much time around Eastern Orthodox Christians, as I have, it doesn't take you long to know about the Jesus prayer. The Jesus prayer, so-called, is a very simple prayer. It's said very often by the Orthodox. It's simply this, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Have mercy upon me, a sinner. It's taken from this prayer of the tax collector. And when you hear it and when you realise that often this prayer is said again and again and again, then sometimes people say, well, isn't that being rather down on yourself? Surely we should celebrate ourselves and reach for the stars. Surely we should say good affirming things about ourselves. We shouldn't go around saying that we're sinners. We should be seeking to live our best lives now, to be the best possible version of ourselves we can be and all other things that are taught and all other mantras which are said. But actually, I would disagree. There is wisdom in this prayer of the tax collector. There is, of course, wisdom in the words of Christ. You see, the tax collector was under no illusions. He wasn't trying to fake himself. He wasn't trying to pretend he's better than he is. He wasn't trying to keep up a mask, to have a veneer. No, he acknowledged before God, who knows this anyway, that he was a sinner. The Pharisee was trying to pretend he was all good. The Pharisee was, through sheer effort, trying to be perfect. And in the end, we cannot be perfect. There is none who is good except God alone. It is healthier in the end to acknowledge that you are somebody who is imperfect. It's healthier in the end to acknowledge that you're not right all the time, that you're not all holy and all righteous, that you get things wrong. Why? Because you're human. And in the end, it's only those who know they need forgiveness of their sins who seek forgiveness of their sins. It's only those who know they need a saviour who will look for a saviour. So when you pray, when you come before God, don't be shy about acknowledging your shortcomings to him. He knows anyway. Don't be shy about that. But acknowledge these things before God. Ask for his forgiveness. Ask that he may strengthen you so you may not fall in that particular way again. In the end, God came to save sinners. And that's great news. Because like the tax collector, like me, you are a sinner. And so Christ came to save you.